So the actual definition of sabotage is the act of destroying or damaging something deliberately so that it does not work correctly. Put Mm. in the word self there, you are deliberately destroying your life, your health, yourself, so that you do not function properly. You are living at the opposite of your best. And then you wonder what's wrong with you. Hello, friend. It's Wendy Valentine, your hostess with the Midlife Mostess, coming at you live from the RV. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. If you are ready to get unstuck, take courageous action, and reclaim your life, I am the wild and wise woman for you. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've gone through divorce. I was at a job I definitely didn't love. I've lost some amazing people in my life, and I have cried buckets of tears along the way. The great news is that I've made it through to the other side. Oh, yeah. My breakdown became my breakthrough. I know your greatest breakthrough is on the other side of saying yes to life. It's time to stop being stuck and stop playing small. It's time to go from surviving to thriving. If you're done living a life that doesn't set your soul on fire, this is the podcast for you. Let's get this midlife party started, shall we? Welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. If you read the title of today's show, then you have a good idea of what today's show is all about. Two words, weight loss. This topic has got to be one of the most talked about topics, isn't it? It's all over the place. You hear it on podcasts, read about it in magazines, see it in commercials, billboard signs, social media, and we all talk about it with our friends and family, and everyone seems to know the latest and greatest diet gimmick. Our guest today is here to squash the trendy fad diets that get you nowhere but frustrated. Today's show is not so much about losing the weight, but losing the beliefs and behaviors that cause you to put on the extra weight. It's also not about cutting out certain foods, but figuring out the emotional rewards and cravings that lie behind those foods. When you listen to today's interview, it will hopefully open your mind to a new way of getting healthy and losing those extra pounds. As our guest said today on the show, if you've got life to live, live it in the body and mind that is going to give you the best experience in life. I could not agree more. Speaking of experiencing your best life, I am always trying to bring you the best solutions from the best guests. Starting this week on Instagram, the Midlife Makeover Show is going live every Tuesday with a different guest and a different topic to help guide you on your awesome midlife journey. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests live on the show. You can ask questions and you can even come up on stage if you want, if you're oh so brave, to be a guest on the show. How cool is that? They are so much fun, you guys. So how do you watch these live videos? It's really simple. Number one, follow me on Instagram by searching for Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show. I should pop up there. Just click on follow. And then number two, go to my profile and you will see all the Instagram live shows listed. Click on the one you want to join and you will receive a reminder when we go live. In my opinion, just get a reminder on all of them because I think you will learn something new from every guest. 
August 2nd is Hallie Brooks. She is teaching us about healthy aging, and don't we all need that? I do. August 9th is Dr. Jeff Donatello teaching us about metabolic weight loss. I cannot wait for this one. This guy is the weight loss boss. August 16th is Ann Garcia with another hot topic besides weight loss on how to pay for college. Yes, Ann, show us the money. August 23rd is Dr. Brooke Scheller, who will talk about being sober and healthy. I have interviewed Dr. Brooke, and she is incredible. You will learn so much. August 30th is Camille Martin. Love this woman. She is so sweet. She is going to teach us about never having to diet again. I like it. Oh my gosh. Can you guys see the common thread here? Weight loss. (laughs) I told you it's a hot topic. Okay. Let's get on with today's hot topic and hot guest, shall we? Jennifer Powder, founder of the Weight Loss Academy and bestselling author of Diet Disruption, the weight loss solution for the chronic cereal dieter and stop sabotaging your weight loss why you do it, and how to fix it, is one of the nation's top life transformation coaches. She works with high-achieving, driven women who want to feel good in their own skin and feel confident again. As a weight loss and mindset expert for women over 40, Jennifer has helped thousands of women reclaim their bodies and their minds by taking a truly soulful and scientific approach to weight loss and establishing a solid foundation for lasting transformation, one that empowers women and helps them stop sabotaging their success. Prepare to be empowered by a powerful woman Please welcome Jennifer Powder. Jennifer Powder, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do what you do. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Um, So I help women in their 40s lose weight in a really healthy way. And uh, that's the physical transformation that is driven by my own story of what it was like to have one pair of fat pants and feel really bad about myself and uh, what it takes to create it by doing all of that inner work that's not comfortable, but so essential to get healthy from the inside out. I love it. Yeah. And you know what? It's so true. It is about the inner work because like, why are we putting this, all this weight on or not taking care of ourselves or something a deeper part of that, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. I say we're focusing on the wrong thing. Like weight is a symptom and it's a symptom of something. And sometimes it's just maybe a lack of knowledge. Like, okay, I'm just eating too much for the size that I am. But so often uh, food and or booze becomes the go-to thing. It's the coping mechanism. It's the de-stressor. It's the fun. It's the thing you do when you're sad, mad, angry, tired, low, you know, lonely, bored, mm-hmm. and you can't out train that you cannot physically, you'll never have enough time in a day to, um, r- outrun what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get happy. Yeah. So what, what worked for you? What was the, what was that? What clicked for you? That was like, all right, this was, this is what's been holding me back from being, you know, being healthy and being able to just lose the weight. 
So I think that my story, like it's kind of interesting. Everybody's got their own journey, right? So for me, like I had a master's degree in exercise physiology already. I had, I'd been a personal trainer for years. I'd done Ironman. I was a marathon. Like I'd had this incredible athletic life. And then I got married. Then I had a couple of kids. Then my mom was really ill. And like sort of in that five-year period, all of these crazy life stressors hit and they hit hard. And I found myself super isolated, super alone, super sad. My marriage was sad. It was, I was lonely in it. And uh, I really found myself and I didn't know it at the time. So that's the biggest thing I want women to hear is I didn't, even with all this knowledge, I didn't know I was doing it, but I really found, cause I was still eating healthy, right? I had two little kids. I was eating healthy for my main meals and snacks, but the evenings, the evening treats, the evening yeah thing. The kids are down. Oh, it's my me time. Uh, it was awful. And yeah. I remember I was, I had a glass of wine in one hand and, you know, some chocolate chips in the other. And I was like, yeah, I was talking to a girl. I'm like, I don't know why I just can't lose the weight. <laughs> and I remember her face. She just sort of looked at me and she didn't say anything, uh, but I was like, mm. and you know, I think I had to hit I hit a rock bottom moment. You know, I kept thinking, oh, I must, it can't be the food. That can't be it. I must need to push work, you know, make myself do more physically. And then I pretty much imploded. Um, Mm -hmm. I like, I just couldn't handle it. I was still breastfeeding. And so I remember being on that run and uh, I call it a run. It's a gross exaggeration. And I just, I had this breakdown moment. I was miserable. Like, I don't know if anybody can relate. Maybe like when you just, the truth of your life hits you and it felt like, I'll never forget it. And I remember thinking, I just can't keep going like this. And I heard this voice and it said, you're right. Choose a different path. Mm. (laughs) And that was my message. And so uh, I started and I I, I had to remember how to put myself back in my or like my own priority list because I had fallen so far off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times too, um, I think even actually busy, being busy is a form of distraction because like, oh, I was going to say busy and I got to do this. And even, you know, that's why you see sometimes you'll see people in the gym, they're busy because they're like, I'm just going to go do that. But then they go home and they like pig out and, and they're not really, really focusing on what's deep down underneath all of that busyness, right? Yeah. Was it changing a lot of your eating habits of what you were eating or was it more the emotional habits? No, it's a lot of the emotional habits. Like for sure, yeah. I had to have some pretty hard conversations with myself. Like, like if I didn't want to have one pair of fat pants, if I didn't want to feel like I remember having my sort of fat uniform of a big tunic top and tights. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I hated going out. I hated getting dressed. I would try on 18 things before I felt comfortable in something. And it was usually black. Um, right. I have no photos with my kids from when they were little oh. and, uh, yeah, I had to get really real with myself. And I think that's the hardest part. You know, I was a coach. I was trained coach at the time. So I came to my journey with a lot of skill sets, right. but I still got help. Um, I still had to reach out and get support and get help because the inner talk in my head was so loud. It was so mean. Mm-hmm. And even though I was a trainer, I got a trainer. Even though I was a coach, I got a coach. Like I needed help digging myself out of this pit of misery I was living right. in. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had to get real. I could not drink, you know, I couldn't drink two or three glasses of wine every night if I wanted to lose weight. I couldn't keep going and getting handful of the handful after chocolate. 
But I had to figure out why was I doing that in the first place? It's not enough to just cut out the food. You have to figure out what are the emotional rewards I'm craving Mm -hmm. because I still crave them. I still needed to feel like it was me time. I still needed to take care of myself, but I have a fundamental belief that any time that you're doing things that are actually taking you away from your goal, that that's self-harm. And we just, Mm. I was pretending it was self-love, chocolate Mm. and wine, but no, no, it was self-harm. Yeah. And I was, I was stuck in it. I was stuck in a self-sabotage cycle and I see it so clearly now. And that's why I can teach it when you spot it. You know, if you can, if you've got it, you can spot it. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm like, I see you. I see you. I understand. Yeah. So, and I know self-sabotage is like, it's the word has been thrown around quite a bit, you know, in the last few years, it's just a lot of the self-help that's come along with self-sabotage. So what is self-sabotage? What does it exactly mean? Yeah. So the actual definition of sabotage is the act of destroying or damaging something deliberately so that it does not work correctly. Put Mm -hmm. in the word self there, you are deliberately destroying your life, your health, yourself, so that you do not function properly. You are living at the opposite of your best. And then you wonder what's wrong with you. Yeah. So that, that self-sabotage, but it has a lot of cousins or like it's, it's, And oh, here's the other thing I want to just share. We don't, we don't wake up in the morning and go, you know, I'm really going to mess up my life today. Like I'm really going to screw with my own stuff. We don't do that. So like, it's very subconscious. It's very below the surface. It's, and that's why I said, you know, it's so insidious that we just, it becomes a way of living sometimes. Yeah. And that, so that's what I I find so interesting. And um, like self-sabotage is when you, are engaged in self-neglect, self-abandonment, um, self-betrayal. How many times do you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you don't do it, or you break your own promises, or right. you... or and then you and then, yeah, and then you feel guilty, and then you're mad at yourself, and then you're and it's just like this vicious cycle, right? Yes. Exactly. I, I was thinking too. A lot of times, like I mean, we're we go on autopilot. And the, the self-sabotage is just becomes like your way of like, unless you actually stop, like you're saying, and sometimes it's from the breakdown yeah, from being able to really, really hear all the noise that's going on for you to be able to have the breakthrough to realize, oh my gosh, what have I been doing to myself? Yes. Right. That's yeah. why I love breakdowns. Like so many yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, like whenever I have, like, I really do. And I, I it's like the breakdown is the pathway to the breakthrough. The yes. breakdown is in the darkest of dark. That's where new seeds get planted. Like yes. the breakdown is because you have to break down to rebuild things in a better way. And right. I want women to really think about that. Really go, oh, I think I'm having a breakdown. Good. Pay attention. Don't yes. just try to white knuckle the breakdown and endure it. Right. right. Like, yeah, there's a breakthrough coming for you. Where is it? What is it? Go after it. I think it's that Einstein that said you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's like it is like you literally do have to deconstruct your mind. You have to deconstruct your thoughts, your behaviors, your whole life, right? In order to actually reconstruct a new life. I think well, that's, I, yeah. yeah. And take that for whatever you will. Like I had to deconstruct my marriage and this is not, I'm not pro-divorce or any of that, but I was in fundamentally at a soul level, something that was not going to be, 
it would, it would not serve me at my highest good to just stick it out because that's what a good person does, or that's what a good mom does, or that's what a good one. I had to work through all, because I literally chose to shatter my own heart and my own dreams by making that decision. My parents were divorced. I, the only thing I didn't ever want to be was divorced. And, uh, here I was about to choose that for myself and, and then to rebuild a life, a life completely different than I had ever imagined it. And that's hard, but it would have been yeah. harder to not do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To stay where yeah. you were at would have been even more difficult to do that. So if someone comes to you and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm overweight. I'm unhappy. I'm miserable. Tell me what to eat. Blah, blah, blah. Where, where do you start with them? Yeah, good. Um, mm-hmm. well, so I created the powder method because so much of what weight loss needs to be is science-based, but lifestyle driven. And mm-hmm. I, you know, my industry is not a very awesome industry. There is so much out there that actually is so damaging for women, like physiologically, psychologically, and the the expectations and of what women have of their bodies, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm pretty, I'm really nerdy. Uh, the science, like weight loss is very methodical. It's very practical. It's very, it's actually quite simple. Our minds make it insane. Oh um, yeah, so of course. Yeah. The mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times it's women are overeating, but they're undernourished, right? We, there's some just basic fundamental pillars of clinical nutrition that we need to address. And so often, like the most, the things I hear all the time are, I'm a sugar addict, I'm a carb, you know, a car- carboholic, this, that, and really they're just malnourished women, you know? Right. And, and so we start with the physiological, everybody wants to see that scale decrease in the number, but that work has got to be. So we always go physiological to the emotional and then to the mindset around being successful. Cause so many women are successful in these professionally or with their kids or, but then this, their weights, their Achilles heel. And no matter how hard they try, it's like groundhog day. So, um, yeah, we put an end to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. I bet you see some amazing breakthroughs. Oh my God. But you probably see some breakdowns. Oh, I see breakdowns every day. I see oh. breakdowns every day. I, I, my, I think, I don't know what it is. My special superpower is women cry. I can help women cry. And there's yeah. such a form of healing in that. Right. And we have a really right. safe, vulnerable community. And, you know, yeah. we're saying by the time you hit midlife, like yep. there's really good chances you've gone through some hard stuff. Like they're yep. just is right. Whether it's death, divorce, financial crisis, loss of loss, just grief in general. Sometimes you're going through all of that at the same time. So, um, yeah, there's lots of breakdowns, but the transformations are, they're incredible. My oldest client was 78. She had been over 200 pounds for 55 years. Wow. And had held her at 78. And she's like, I'm tired of living like this. My mom lived until she was 93. If I have 15 years left, I don't want to live like this. And she got into one. So courageous of her. You know, I mean, a lot of people like talk about limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. They'd be like, I'm too old to change. I'm too old to do this. Yeah. So she probably had to work past a lot. 
And she did. And the way she hadn't been in the, so women, if they've been in the 200s, they'll call the 100s Wonderland. I didn't think Wonderland. And she's like, I, she's like, I, she hadn't been this weight since she had been like in high school. Like she, she, she changed everything in her, she's married, her relationship got better. She was grandparenting in a different, like, that's the thing, right? To become, to lose the weight, you have to become the woman who does that. Right. So it's like, yes. Right. It's it's really interesting. And yet, and I've got lots of clients in their late 60s, um, some who are in their early 40s, and the women who are in their 60s and 70s look at that woman and they say, Oh my gosh, good for you. I wish I'd done this then, but it is never too late, right? Yeah. Like you've got life to live, live it in the body with the mind that is going to give you the best experience of your life. Yeah. You and I are very similar in the in the sense of that we did kind of deconstruct our old life and reconstruct a new life. And I know for me, one of the things I remember I was like journaling one morning and I was thinking about the person that I wanted to be, who, who do I want to be? How do I, what will I eat? What will I do? Like, what's my typical day in this new world of Wendy, you know? And so I did, I was like, you know what, I'm going to step into this woman now. I don't wait until all these other things align then to become that woman, I'm going to be her now. So kind of like going back to what you were saying too, that's so important. I can imagine for them to act as if like act as if I have a right? training on that act as yeah. if you mm-hmm. scripts, you're the starring character in your movie. What does she look like? What does she wear? How does she yeah. feel? Because so often the grip of our past is what holds us hostage to repeating our past and making our future exactly like it used to be because we're right. conditioned. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I'm, that's so funny. You do yeah. the, the work, journaling yeah. work, yeah. thinking about these questions and answering them works. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, um, you know, Gary V. Oh yeah. Gary v. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember learning the term from him, reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. And I think about that in life. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, you know, was telling you earlier, I was full-time RVing and, and then, you know, I had divorced, da, da, da. And, I, and after divorce, I was like, okay, this is a dream I have. I want to go full-time RVing. And I was like, how am I going to do that? You know, and I wanted to go back into being an entrepreneur because that's what I love to do. I've been an entrepreneur for 25 plus years. So I was like, I was imagining me in the RV, cruising the country. And then I was like, how am I going to make this happen? And it's all about just reverse engineering, like Gary V says, you know, like, but try not to reverse engineer the RV. But uh, (laughs) I did get good at backing that thing up though. But my point is, is yeah, I can imagine that's probably something really similar. The acting as if reverse engineering, like imagine that person that you want to be, what does she feel like? What does she look like? What is she doing every day? Who's, you know, like, is she in new relationships and, you know, shopping and yeah. Feeling good or a new style or Mm -hmm. I read something this morning too. And I thought it was really powerful. It was like, and I think this relates direct. So dieting tendencies, when clients of mine have been dieting forever, what's Mm -hmm. interesting is the dieting belief systems start to infiltrate so much of their life, all or none, good or bad, right or wrong. Like it's so stark and there's very little room for gray. And it's like fast, quick, uh, yeah. should be better than where I'm at, should be further ahead than I am. Yep. And uh, I read today, what if you could just improve your life 1% every mm-hmm. day? 
Yes. Just 1% every day. Imagine five years times 365 times 1% improvement every day. What would your life look like in five years? Yeah. And I, it just really sat with me today because, you know, I get impatient for my own success. I get impatient for my, with my own goals, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's part of my personality, but I've had to understand that it's not like, well, I'm not where I want to be. So just forget it. It's no, a little bit better, a little bit better every day and expect mistakes. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's a good point about the, because we, of course, with phones and everything, we're so used to everything being done so fast. Like if, if I, if I, I mean, I'll admit, like if I put a website in and that thing doesn't pop up in you know, one, one hundredth of a second, like, I'm like, oh my God, was the internet down? <laughs> but yeah, we expect this with our bodies and with our minds. And, and yes, there's, it's, it's, you know, there are miracles and things can happen quickly, but same thing where, you know, we go on autopilot and you have to like almost retrain yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and like, it's why I work, it's why I get help because when even, because even though you can know all this stuff so logically, mm-hmm. but these emotions, these crazy emotions I kick know. in <laughs> and yeah, I need help managing my own expectations. I need to be called on my own stuff sometimes, yeah. even though I can see it in others. And I think, you know, I, I always share that because sometimes I think it's so easy to look at someone and think, oh, well, they've got it all figured out. And you're like, no, I really don't, <laughs> but I'm committed. And I know what I want and I yeah. get help. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I get that um quite a bit myself of like sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh my God, you have no idea. And the thing is, and I don't know about you, but it's like I feel like once you kind of figure it out, but have a good idea of why things are, you know, when you know yourself. Yeah. And then if something, if you get triggered, which you're going to continue to get triggered, there's no way like you're just up, oh, I've got it all figured out. I'm good to go. I'm done. You know, like I get triggered every day, but I know the trigger now, you know, our triggers. And then I think the key is, is to become aware and just to become really, I I would think for a lot of your clients, it's becoming really in touch with themselves. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many of these women have never asked themselves these two questions? What do I want? What do I need? Yeah. They like literally they've spent their lives last 30 years, not once thinking about what they want or Mm -hmm. what they need. When you make that list of what you need and want, make sure you add to the list a new pair of sexy and sophisticated sunglasses from Velvet Eyewear. Better yet, order a few pairs. I have personally been wearing Velvet Eyewear for over seven years now, and I love them. Because they are affordable, I have lots of different styles to go along with different outfits. Velvet Eyewear is a 100% female brand that is sexy and classy, yet relaxed and comfortable. That is just my style. Velvet embodies all of the attributes that are so important when it comes to eyewear. Clean designs that feel good, beautiful, high-quality materials, colors that are fashion-forward yet very wearable, and the ultimate affordability. Velvet Eyewear was kind enough to give my wonderful listeners 20% off their purchase. Yes, just go to velveteyewear.com slash windy22, and the link will also be in the show notes. Sometimes, like, like that's actually one of my triggers. Like, when I do ask for something, like, okay, I, I kind of need 
need help with something? And then I'm like, why do I feel so bad? I'm like, oh my God, because I, I was like that. I never would ask for help you know, yeah. and then it become like a martyr, you know, but, totally. but yeah, that resentment. Yeah. yeah. Then you're resentful and you're bitter and you're martyring your life. And yet I think many women do it under the guise of being a good person or of that's mm-hmm. the way that they're seeking their value. It's like, how much can I do for others to be a good mom, a good wife, a good sister, a good daughter, a good, this, a good. And actually when you're living your life really empty, uh, it's not very fulfilling. Yeah. And I would think too, that's probably another form of self-sabotage, right? No, that's self-neglect. So that goes under yeah. my pillars. Yeah. So self-neglect, self-betrayal, self-criticism, and self-abandonment. There's four big ones that all are wrapped up into self-sabotaging behaviors. And wait, uh, self, wait, say it again. Self-abandonment, so self-criticism. Self-criticism, self-abandonment, self-neglect, and self-betrayal. Mm. So all the things that we say to ourselves, right? The mean things, that voice in our head that tells us what a loser we are, or, you know, we get addicted to that voice and self-betrayal. It's that constantly, if you're constantly renegotiating yourself and your commitments or your decisions, putting things off, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, it's not, it doesn't really matter right now. Like that's how, you know, self-betrayal is happening, lying, saying one thing, doing another, um, self-neglect is again, when you just don't do what you're saying, yes, when you want to say no, right. No, when you want to say yes, right. uh, putting other people's needs, you have no boundaries ahead of your own. Um, yeah. So, and then when you start to really look at that, oh, yeah. like in the beginning, I was like, bah! you know, I'm, I'm sabotaging in every area here. Yeah. Um, but as I learned not to all of like my relationships improved, my happiness expanded, my level of, I just, I wasn't bitter. I was just living life so much better. Yeah. You're attracting so much more good into your life that that's a better match for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think too, for women, especially at midlife, um, that it's like, by the time you get to midlife, you've been taking care of most likely children and spouses and, you know, friends, or maybe even parents too. Right. And then to actually stop and go, I need to take care of myself. And then that's quite, you know, and, and as women, we're so used to taking care of others that we almost feel bad to take care of ourselves. Yeah. It feels just, and well, in the culture we live in, doesn't promote it. We live in a culture where women are supposed to be these, I don't know, we've got these like archetypes of of saints, like, and we're not, you know, pregnant in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, Just, you should be so happy and fulfilled just looking after everybody in your life. And I was like, say what? Like I'm not, (laughs) I feel run down and burnt out and stressed Mm -hmm. and kind of unhappy. And so of course I would go get wine and chocolate because just for a little bit, I wanted a break from those feelings. Mm -hmm. It's a nice, it's a good escape too. Temporary one, but Yeah. yeah. It's so because mm-hmm. it comes back again the next night. So they were never saw. And I, that's what I always say is like, women are going after their weight loss goals, but they're trying to solve the wrong problems. They're trying to micromanage their food yeah. and eat this, don't eat that. And follow these like very superficial surface level rules as opposed to, okay, let's just strip all that away here and let's get to the real work. And um, or like so, an emotional, emotional diet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh yeah, going on an emotional diet. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because you, 
there's so many more diets and do this and don't do that. And it gets confusing. It's like, oh my gosh. So do you actually help also with like, once you move past the emotional piece of it with what to eat and how to yeah, eat? All for sure. We do that. Yeah. We do that right from the get-go. That's the physiological. So let's like, yeah. it's very structured. It's very guided. Um, and it's parameters. And so one of the things I say, I don't know if you like shopping, but a lot of women I know like shopping. So I've got a budget, right? I've got goals. I've got a mortgage. I've got kids to universe. So I have a budget when I go to the mall, right? So you have a budget. Everybody has a food budget, right? A body budget. And if I go to the mall and I see the shoes and the sunglasses and the purse, and they're all a thousand dollars, but my budget is a thousand dollars. Can I buy all of them? Right. No. I have to choose one, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not personal. That's just my budget. So, but I go back the next day, I can have something, I can choose another thing. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times women want it all, all the time, as much as they want to bolster themselves from the inside emotionally, as opposed to just understanding there's a framework, you got a budget, food's a currency, let's make sense of it all. And then see some weight loss happen. Then they start to trust their body and themselves again. Then they have the courage to do the deeper work. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like it's yeah. amazing. And it's simple. I don't have a diet doctrine. I don't need one. Um, yeah. no, I, got a I, lot mean, of women. Food, I, I feel like I've always, I, so I used to own, um, a few medical practices and we would teach people how to properly eat. So a lot of times they would start like on a detox and, um, it was funny that I always get the same reaction every time. Cause they look at the list of things that they can't eat. And then they'd be like, there's nothing left to eat. Like, what am I supposed to? And I'm like, okay, walk into the store and I want you to go to the largest aisle and you can have anything you want there. Like eat all you want, you know, like, there you go. It's not that hard. Like, it's just basic, clean food and eat as much as you want. Like, oh my gosh. But then I find too, like I, even for me personally, I have found that when I am happy, I don't, I don't have to worry about weight. I just, it's wild. I mean, it's amazing how much your thoughts control your body. So much. So I always say whatever yeah. life is good, it's easy to be quote unquote good because women live by, oh, I was so good or, oh, I was bad. But whenever life gets hard, yeah, it gets harder to take care of yourself. And that's why you have to practice this. Like, I think women think that they can lose the weight and then they've just nailed it. They never have to think about it again. I'm like, no, like I'm 10 years in complete weight maintenance after losing 40 pounds. And I, I'm conscious. I'm like my, my son's birthday is today. He wants me to make him a double layer chocolate cake with whipped cream and peanut butter frosting. Oh with- my God. So I'm like, no problem, babe. I'll make that for you. And I'll have a piece, but I'm yes. not going to continue to eat it throughout the weekend. And I'm not going to, he's got friends coming over so I can have the cake and I know it's got sugar and I, I'm not going to go into the guilt and the shame because it's just one piece of cake. Right. This isn't right. It's yes, like, exactly. And you should enjoy those things, right? Yes. It doesn't mean you can't have that ever again. I think, I think that's a lot of, for people like they get like, Oh my gosh, like I can't No, Then I, of course you can have that. You're just not, yeah. you know, too much of anything is a bad thing except for love, but it's like, yeah, you can have that. Um, interesting story. So, so I'm a French pastry chef. I trained in Paris. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I would, when I, when I started my pastry business, I mean, I was, I mean, just baking dons. I mean, of course, like I'm just like the best pastries in the world. Oh my God. Well, I mean, but, 
people would ask me all the time, well, how do you, how do you do this? And so I'm like, well, I don't eat it all. I'm like, I'm obviously I have to save it so I can sell it, but I, would I have some here and there? Sure. But I wasn't yeah. like, but that is kind of goes back to being conscious about what I use. Cause I think it becomes just so habitual to just sit there and grab the chocolate bar and get the wine and do that, you know, da, 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 and to be like, okay, let's wake up here, <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. 100%. And like everything mm-hmm. starts off as a decision, but if right. you make that decision two or three times, it pretty soon becomes your habit and you're not even thinking about it. It's right. just what you do. And then you develop an identity around it. It's just who I am. And so you'll you'll hear people self-diagnose or identify. I'm a chocolate lover. I'm a chocoholic. Oh, I'm caffeine addicted. Oh, I can't get through the day without coffee. And you know, I've had clients uh, where their daughters are start at Starbucks and they're now drinking two or three lattes a day and they're watching their, you know, they're, they're because somebody is sugar. Oh my God, those drinks are like a meal, right? So but, bad. I know. Yes. <laughs> But we don't understand food and we don't understand our budget. And then we make yes. it personal. Like somehow it's not fair. Yeah. When I go to the mall and I can only spend a thousand dollars, it's not that it's not fair. That's just my budget. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's just what it is. So I need to work with it and not have these feelings of, oh, poor me. It's like, no, this is just what I'm going to choose today. I'll make new choices tomorrow. And I'm going to eat well and support myself because I want to feel good because it's right. good to feel good. What is your suggestion for someone that's like, okay, it's nine o'clock at night. I'm going to go grab that chocolate bar and I'm like reaching into the cabinet. What do you do? Yeah. How do you you like go? This is like, this is real. This is real. Right. Because, and a lot of times what we do with my clients is, well, we give them, I give them a structure. It's science. So then we go, okay, if you want to have that chocolate bar at night, decide earlier in the day and factor it into your structure, like choose it. Don't mindlessly go for it. Mm -hmm. Now, if that happens, I always say that's your sign. That is your cue. That's feedback for you that mm-hmm. something is going on for you at a deeper level because it's not physiological hunger what are you really hungry for emotionally right and the challenge is they can be like yeah 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 I know I still just want the chocolate bar and the challenge but if you want the chocolate bar do you really want the change are you in integrity with what you say you want and what you're willing to do to get it yeah so yeah. journal it out right journal it out yeah. call a friend post in our group share with me like take a different action and let's see if you do a little bit better. Yeah. Just do one thing a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Just breaking that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And just even getting aware, like Wendy, I swear to God, like I did not know I was an emotional eater slash drinker. I I would never have identified, I would never have been like, I would never have raised my hand because I thought that was when you went, I thought of it as binging. You would go to the grocery store, fill your cart with a bunch of stuff, come home and eat it. I didn't understand that emotional eating was eating for non-hunger reasons Mm -hmm. and wanting, doing it for fun, for, you know, for comfort, because I'm bored. I wanted a distraction. Um, a lot of times when I was bored, I'd make cookies at night because it's fun and yeah. it's, a, it's an activity, but then I'd eat them because that's fun. And that's another activity. That and yeah. And a lot of times at night, women need to go to bed. They're yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. They're exhausted. And yeah. the sugar gives them a way to kind of give them this pretend me time, which really is just self-sabotage time. Wow. 
So cool. I mean, yeah. it's so cool that it's so cool that you figured all that out. Because it is. I mean, it's just such a deeper. I, I don't. And, and a lot of times too, I'm sure you find this like with clients that they don't they don't want to look at that the deeper part of it. What's really underneath all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're a small company. It's not to the masses like Weight Watchers yeah. or, you know, because it's so much deeper than just the mm-hmm. food. But again, by the time women are midlife, if they've been chronic dieters, they've done all the other stuff. Yes. And that's where I'm like, well, you haven't done it with me and you haven't done it like this. So you haven't done everything. There's right. still new ways to approach this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it is. It's really cool. Who would have ever thought that all of those, you know, how you sometimes, I mean, Gary Vee says this too, your life will never make sense until you look back on it and can connect yeah. the dots. I right? know. Yeah. Yeah. So who knew? I mean, I remember raging about how is this me? How can I have all this knowledge and be overweight? And then I was like, God, if this is, if this can happen to me, like it is happening to women all over the world who don't have a clue about what to do or what's going on. So I think it created an absolute boatload of empathy and mm-hmm. compassion to, to know what it takes to lose 40 pounds. Like not a lot of people have done that, or if they yeah, do, they it back. Like, yeah. I, ad- I admire that. I admired, you know, like even the, the lady that you mentioned that had, you know, she was over 200 pounds and it's like, oh my gosh, like, I just think that's so amazing because you really have to s- stick with it. You got to You have to stick with it. Patience Daily. and persistence. Day in, day out. Consistency. Most yeah. women aren't consistent because our lives are not emotionally consistent. You know how we talked yeah. about like when it's good, everything's... But there's, if we're alive, we're always going to have new problems. Like it's just how life works. So then, but if you allow that to become the reason you're not consistent, your weight is never going to be something that you feel like is within your control. But that's because your emotions, you haven't become emotionally masterful yet. yet. Yeah. I mean, it's really like, and they probably don't even realize it when they're doing this, but it's like, it's not even so much losing the weight. They're losing their old selves. They're old, right? I mean, yeah. and they really are reinventing themselves without them knowing it. And then they wake up and be like, Oh my God, look totally. at me. that is, totally. so, I love, I love transformation. I do. It sounds corny, but it's just like, I just think it's fascinating. I mean, human beings oh are so, they really are very resilient and they can, you know, overcome so much. I think it's so fascinating yeah. And I think it's just finding the right person to help guide them through it. Oh, mm-hmm. I so agree with that. Like, yeah. and I think that's really important to bring up. Like, you know, I've been working with coaches since I, since for the last 10 years in a variety of ways, lots of business coaches, business mentors, and yeah, some are good, but there's not always a click, right? There's right. not always a, uh, yeah. there has to be something where, you know, you're willing to take that hard feedback from somebody and don't make it like, oh, they don't like me or all. It's like, no, they're, they're there helping me grow. And, right. and so you got to find the right person. And I think that's really important. You know, it's, it's so, a relationship. So do you have, you've got, do you do private coaching or group coaching? What's, um, what, what you got? We work in groups, yeah. So the only thing I do privately is I custom create that nutrition success plan. So uh, I take my brain, I take their data and I meet, I get to know all of my clients. So I know, I know them, I care about them. I, I need to understand if they're actually really ready. So I interview everybody before I, 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 you know, 
It's like, can I help you? If I can help you, great. I'm going to tell you that and let you know. If I can't, I'm also going to tell you that too. Um, but yeah, and so we work in a group format where uh, the academy, there's some online school. If you knew better, you'd probably do better. So we we take away all that dieting bullshit and we clear the slate and we come at it with science. And then we do a lot of uh, support between uh, during the week. So two coaching Q&A calls where I'm showing up live, teaching, mentoring, guiding, lots of accountability, uh, a group. It's pretty, it's pretty high touch and it doesn't let people give up, you know? And I think on so many different apps and app-based programs, like you're either dealing with somebody who's 20 and it's like, good job, or just keep, they don't get it. Right. And there's something about having somebody on the other end of the relationship who just yeah, all my clients are successful. Like, all yeah, of them. and I would think too, like being in a group setting, you feel you're not alone. Yes. You know, everyone's in the same boat with, you know, they might have different goals and, you know, in different, you know, in different ways. Um, yeah. But I love that it's custom too, like you were saying. It's not like some cookie cutter approach because every, body literally is different. Everybody, every woman has a different lifestyle. Somebody who works shift work is very different than somebody who's a stay at home mom versus somebody who's in surgery all day versus someone who's sitting in chambers and they don't have time cases. Like it's like everybody has real problems. Right. And how do you take a cookie cutter thing? And because that's what I think leads to women feeling so unsuccessful is they try a cookie cutter approach and then they go, Oh, it must be me. Right. I'm like, it's totally not you. Yeah. It's, this isn't helping you at, you know, so yeah. yeah. Um, and then you've got a couple books too, right? I do. I got busy over the last couple of years and wrote. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My first book was called Diet Disruption, uh, the weight loss solution for the chronic serial dieter. And if people would like to get that, I'm just going to make sure I give you the right link. Um, okay. You can just go to www.dietdisruption.com forward slash free copy. Oh. So you can oh. get the free copy of that. And the one, oh. if this, interview with you. If anyone's like, oh my gosh, I self-sabotage. Then my second book is for you. And that is stop sabotaging your weight loss. Now, even if you're the right weight, you can take all the principles in this and, or like the right weight for you. Mm -hmm. They can still take the principles and apply it to other areas of your life. And that is www.stopsabotagingyourweightlossbook.com. Nice. Two easy ways to, to grab that resource or come find me on Facebook, Diet Disruption Movement, um, I run a free group there where I do Facebook lives three times a week. Wow. You're a busy, busy woman. I love <laughs> it though. Isn't it nice though, just to be able to share like all, all your wisdom and change lives. I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I think, you know what I've heard so often, Wendy, and I think you're, I think it, you have too, is all, like sometimes we don't even talk about this stuff with our friends because of the fear of judgment or we don't want to be seen as that person. And so a lot of women are silently struggling, um, silently suffering. And when you listen to a podcast, when you watch an interview and you think, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Even yes. for me, it provides so much relief. Like I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this or who's right. gone through this. Or it just makes me feel a little bit less lonely. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Even for myself, like when I was going through my thing, I'm like, God, am I, am I going crazy? Like what's, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so 
is like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, divorce is hard. Parenting's hard. Losing parents is hard. Yeah. Taking care, taking care of a failing parent is or an ailing parent is hard. Like there's so much hard. Like it, I, I thought getting older would get easier. So far, that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. It's easier for all of us. I know. Yeah, maybe next year, but this yeah. year, holy cow. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, I, I was looking forward to this interview today and I'm, you're, you're absolutely amazing and you're so beautiful and I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. To be able to connect with you. I, yeah. Right from the very first connection, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? She's so friendly. <laughs> She's so who lovely. This wild woman? What is she doing? I know. <laughs> it was great. And thanks to the listeners. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for the generous gift and uh, stay in touch. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, everybody. And now for the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, weight is a symptom. It's a symptom of something much deeper than the extra weight. Number two, it's not enough to just cut out certain foods. You have to figure out the emotional rewards and cravings behind those foods. Number three, self-sabotage is the act of destroying or damaging something deliberately so that does not work correctly. You are deliberately destroying your life, yourself, your health, so that you do not function properly. Number four, the breakdown is the pathway to the breakthrough. The breakdown is because you have to break down to rebuild things in a better way. Number five, weight loss needs to be science-based but lifestyle-driven. Number six, it is never too late. If you've got life to live, live it in the body and mind that is going to give you the best experience in life. Number seven, to lose the weight, you have to become the woman who does that. Act as if. Number eight, what would your life look like in five years if you improved your life by just 1% every day? Jennifer, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that all of you got as much out of this interview as I did. Since this interview, I have become more conscious as to the foods that I normally habitually reach for. I am inspired to strengthen my beliefs and my values and my habits so that my body and my mind can help me live my best life. Thank you so much, Jen, for being on the show. Make sure you guys check out all the links in the show notes to connect with Jen and definitely click on the links to download her free eBooks, Stop Sabotaging Your Weight Loss and Diet Disruption. If you'd like to see this interview on video, please subscribe to the Midlife Makeover Show YouTube channel. And if you're not already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine, the Midlife Makeover Show, where it's always a party on my page. I would love for you to join the party every Tuesday with me when the Midlife Makeover Show goes live on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if you said hello to me in the comments during the live too. Thanks for listening to today's show, you guys. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change, or make you spit out your coffee laughing? Good then there are a few ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, 
You can take a screenshot of the episode and share it onto social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer who needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Okay, friend, I am so grateful for you and I can't wait to hear from you. Cheers from the RV. Here's to taking the road less traveled. Oh, 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 oh,